can see the demon in you that doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Man, fuck this Everybody shit. say fuck this shit. Man, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Man, fuck this Everybody shit. Everybody say. Fuck this shit podcast. I'm your host, Dre. Back again. I know it's been a while. I know y'all missed me. And I hope you know I missed y'all. I I bruh. Y'all been hitting me up. I appreciate everybody who been hitting me up. Shout out to everybody who contacted your boy. Haley hit me up. Tori, Tori Hayes, uh motherfucking Takis obviously hit your boy up. Goddamn Sterling, I seen you rocking the FTS shirt on your fucking uh, Snapchat and shit. Uh, I see y'all still showing love, man. And I'm back. I wasn't gone forever, bro. I had to take a quick hiatus. I had a lot of shit going on in my life. Not like negative personal shit, just busy shit. I'll explain all that in a moment. But we back. You know what I'm saying? Some things is going to change up. First of all, to y'all who pay the $4.99 a month, thank y'all for still holding me down on them subscriptions because I know you have not been getting your bonus episodes. But I'm changing the whole way that we do that. The whole process that the 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 paywall works, that I'm changing that. It's now you're not getting bonus episodes anymore. We moving over to some new shit. And what you're gonna get instead is you're gonna get a link 30 minutes before I record any episodes. You're gonna be able to come into a live chat while I do the episodes. You'll be able to talk to each other, you'll be able to comment on the episode as I go. I'm not going to like interact directly with the comments throughout the episode because it's going to get like kind of jammed up, but I'll be watching. So I like take note to the points that y'all making in there. If you say something hella funny, I'm going to definitely shout it out. Y'all can see each other laughing and cracking jokes in there the whole time. Feel free to talk to each other. What I'm really trying to do is establish a community um, that is kind of centered around my core fan base in a different way. So I really do want to prioritize y'all and, and create an, an environment where y'all engage with each other. And I think that's the best way to do that. So it'll be about 30 minutes before I go live on, on any episode and you'll be, you'll get access to that chat room function and that'll be dope because I want to provide y'all with content. And at the end of the day, I, I gotta be honest with y'all. I need that money. <laughs> straight like that i need that you feel me so we gonna be on that bro um that's gonna be the new paywall um yeah man so fuck with that man shot fuck with me uh also we gonna start a new campaign sorry you know what i'm saying gotta get all the news out in the beginning we're gonna start a new campaign i'm calling it fuck the algorithm again centered around my core fan base um and just really prompting that engagement directly with y'all each and every day. You know what I'm saying? I might be hitting you up from the podcast, Twitter, on some personal. What was your what you on today? What y'all, what you what, what's your bullshit talking about? Like, I'm about to really grow that audience because I'm not about to compete with major corporations who literally pay for play on podcasts and other platforms. I'm not doing that shit. They doing it their way. I'm gonna do it this way. I'm gonna provide quality content on a consistent basis for the people who fuck with me. And then me and them are going to find a way to get more people to fuck with this so that we can make this bigger. We can make this a, 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 a more uh, ballerific product. I couldn't think of a, a good word. So we're going to use one. Of, you know what I'm saying? 
Uh, so that's going to be something that I'm about to be on crazy about the hashtag. Fuck the algorithm on Twitter, nigga. Anytime y'all post my shit, hashtag fuck the algorithm. Other content creators, when you post small content creator shit, I want this to be something that kind of spans across a bunch of small content creators. And I want to give you my homage that I started it. That way I can get more clicks and more buzz on my shit without paying like bitch ass iHeartRadio. Yeah, I'm name dropping. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, man, that's all the news and shit. That's all the all the the things that that's really been going down in the meantime. I know it's been a little hiatus. Um, y'all been uh I've been finishing up some school stuff, man. Uh I think I had told y'all I started the the little program where it was supposed to be a uh like a self-paced program where I could just go in and do whatever I want because it was just for my English one and two credits. It, it's funny because my last two courses were really my the first two credits that most people would take. But basically I tested out of them for my associates, but then the school that I graduated with my I'm about to graduate with my bachelor's with they didn't uh they didn't accept those credits so i was like boom i'll take the self-paced course it's only a hundred dollars a month i'll knock it out in like a month or two because it's easy as fuck and i'll be done with it but because i'm a procrastinator and i didn't have a deadline what i in fact did was pay those people eight hundred dollars to not receive the certification from them and just re-enroll in the college that i was going to to begin with to take the classes with the deadline because it will make me do them anyway I had those classes going on last month. Also, the way my custody is going on with the baby now, I had her last month. So having like my my classes back, the podcast, the baby full-time, working full-time, 2K dropped last month, not going to cap. I've been on the 2K crazy, level 40. You know what I'm saying? Fuck with me on that Bandy Man 4536 on the Xbox. You can come fuck with me. I'm about to start fucking with the Twitch more. So I got to start showing y'all how to make these bills and shit. But y'all, y'all don't care about that. That's not, it's a different audience. You feel me? Um, but that's in part why, uh, why the podcast is gone for, uh, for that little point in time. But it's back now. Um, Part of the reason why the paywall is changing is because with me completing these classes, I'm about to actually move over into my career field now. And to be frank, I just got to pull my face back from the actual podcast a little bit because I want to still be able to give y'all the same level of content that I've been giving you. I've been giving you the real. I've been telling you how I feel. I ain't shied away from nothing. And I don't want to have to do that because I'm scared that somebody going to see me and they're going to report it to my job and I'm going to get fired. So I'm going to just remove my face from the podcast. The podcast episodes will no longer be posted on the YouTube. That'll be something that's exclusively behind that, that paywall. If you're not behind the paywall, you literally will not see my face associated with a podcast in any way, shape, or form. I'm just a nigga named Dre talking shit as far as you're concerned. Because, uh, you know, that's how it is when you're growing. You got to kind of start to separate those things in a way that allows you to, uh, you know, be yourself without worrying about somebody else trying to like, I don't believe in cancel culture. I don't believe you can get canceled, but you can get fired. And I don't want nobody. I ain't trying to get doxxed on no shit because I said something somebody didn't agree with. Cause I don't say no hate speech. I don't be on here hating on nobody and saying nothing crazy that I feel would actually be, uh, worthy of like 
any real merit to get somebody terminated from their position, but somebody else may feel differently. Somebody may feel like I make blanket statements about white people. So blah, blah, blah. But I may not make blanket statements about niggas too. I read a headline to be like that says I generalize race as a whole. And maybe that makes me incapable of certain professions. But if it does, then you just don't get to know who the fuck I am, nigga. I get to be incapable of my profession in secret like everybody else. Shit. Trying to fuck with my shit. But, um, so that's why uh, some of those things are changing. And that's why the podcast has been gone for the last few weeks. But we back. Um, and I'm excited to be back, y'all. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm so hype about being back in here. One of the things I did in this past little month was I had told y'all about taking a trip by myself and I was going to go somewhere out of town by myself. And honestly, that makes me think of uh, Haley. Haley actually hit me up on the podcast. And I want to, I hope Haley, I didn't ask your permission to read this, but I, I don't think I don't think Haley will mind y'all. She didn't say nothing in here that I feel like she wouldn't want y'all to hear. And if, if, if you did and I'm out of pocket, Haley, then you could tell me to eat dicks. Um, she hit me up. First of all, she hit me up and she was like, I have to tell you about this and I hope you take it the way I intend. I'm off top thinking I'm about to get flamed up because I said something out of pocket on the podcast. I'm like, bro, what the fuck did I say? Haley is like an OG fan, too. So if Haley about to come for me, I'm like, bro, this is like when Brooke came for me over to Deshaun Watson thing. I'm like, bro, don't don't hate me. But I'm like, I'm sure I will. What's up type shit? Because I'm she my nigga. So even if she do got criticism for me, I don't want y'all to think I'm the type of person who can't take criticism for people who I super fuck with. If you don't know me, eat a dick. I don't give a fuck how you feel. But for niggas who've been holding me down, it's different right um but she said there's an episode on your pod where you talked about a goal of yours was to take a trip solo and how something like that uh uh, make you grow and also kind of be challenging especially for people like yourself and me too uh where you can do shit on your own but taking a trip alone is just on another level i really resonated with you uh with what you were saying on that episode well i also have never been on a solo trip and had the opportunity to take one and actually did it and now today's the last day and it was so amazing and worth it it felt so good just to be here and do the shit on my own and figure things out you know what i'm saying so anyways just wanted to say thank you for inspiring to do something like this and i hope you're able to take a solo trip for yourself too that first of all when i tell y'all i appreciate y'all's feedback I don't give a fuck if you are the same person on every episode. That's part of that fuck the algorithm shit, bro. I need all the engagement from everyone because of two things. Number one, when you do it in public, I mean, obviously it it makes people see like, okay, this is a good ass podcast. This nigga really fuck with this. It's not something that it's not like when you just like, oh yeah, my homie does this. They see that you engage with it as a fan would. That is valuable. So some of y'all be feeling like, oh, I, I feel like I'm standing this nigga. I'm always doing this. Bro, I need the stands. I need people to do that. So please, bro, hashtag fuck the algorithm. The niggas who support me, I need y'all to be the algorithm. You feel what I'm saying? So please do that shit. But the other thing, and 
this happens sometimes in public and in the things that come to me in, in private messages or whatever. But y'all be the battery inside a nigga back to keep doing this. No lie. To hear somebody say that me being willing to, because in my mind, I feel as though the place I'm in in life right now is I'm really trying to be open and honest with myself about the things that I feel would benefit me in a real way. Things that I feel like I haven't challenged myself on, things that I feel as though other people can do that I can't do. And I want to be able to do that. I, I don't, I'm not shying away from the fact that sometimes I see people do things and I'm like, damn, that's, I, I want to be in that zone. I want to do that. So the fact that just me getting that off saying that prompted someone else to go do it. And then that feeling resonates with them so much that they want to come bounce it back to me like, yo. That shit you was talking was fire. I did it. It was worth it. That is like now, and I don't know if I'm being too, uh, I don't know if I'm making myself too big a part of this or whatever, but it does make you feel like I'm a part of a moment of someone's life that they, they'll remember forever now. Like, I, I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't like usher in happiness for someone on no like weird shit, but in the steps that led somebody to a really gratifying moment, I'm a part of that. And I got to be a part of that. That shit is gratifying. It's fulfilling. And it is absolutely one of the reasons why I do this podcast. So, yo, shout out to you, Haley. Thank you for that. Thank you for hitting me up with that. I'm glad that that shit went that way for you. Um, That super player. That comment from her prompted me to accelerate my plans and even though i wasn't in a position to take a trip i just said fuck it it's a lot of stuff in the houston area that i still haven't done yet and i only do things when i do them with other people if i'm on a little date or something like that i might take a girl to go do something or maybe i decide i'm gonna take my daughter to go do something or maybe i might even take my mom but i never go by myself i'm always accompanied to anything that i do out here and that is something that I wanted to start breaking. I want to start going and doing things on my own just to do it. So I plan a little day for myself. I'm like, I'm going to wake up Thursday. Museums are free on Thursday. So I'm going to wake up on Thursday. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to get me a hotel room uh, downtown somewhere kind of close to the museum. I'm going to wake up whenever I wake up. I'm not going to try and wake up early because I wanted it to be a relaxing day. I'm going to just kind of wake up whenever I wake up. I'm going to get ready. You know what I'm saying? Straighten my house up a little bit. You know, just kind of do my little shit for the day and then get up and I'm going to go eat either breakfast, lunch, just depending on what time I wake up. It ended up being a little bit later that I got moving. And also, I couldn't check into my hotel until four. So I was trying to start my day a little bit later because I planned to nap into my day because I'm a real nigga and a real nigga this day but anyway so I, I get started around like you know one or two or so and i pull up i'm like fuck it what i'm gonna eat i'm like i'm gonna eat me some pho i never had pho i thought i had had pho before because i didn't really realize that pho and ramen weren't the same thing i'm like nigga it's asian it's asian noodle soup asian noodle soup Asian noodle soup. Asian noodle soup. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> this is why I buy, this is why I'm gonna get fired if I don't take my face off the podcast. Anyway, um, I didn't really realize that they were different. Uh, because I was expecting it to be an egg floating in my shit. When it wasn't no egg, I was like, damn. And um, but then when I talked to somebody later, they was like, that's because that's ramen, not pho. Pho is Vietnamese, whatever. It was still busting. I don't want to make it seem like it wasn't. I'm getting ahead of the story, though. So I pull up, and I'm like, I'm going to go somewhere I ain't never tried. So I'm just looking on Google. I'm reading the reviews, trying to find a place. I find this place. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the name of it was. And in truth, it was in Vietnamese. So I don't even know how to pronounce it. But it was whatever, restaurant and bar. I chose it because it said restaurant and bar. You may know if you go out to eat, if you kind of an adventurous eater, when you go to like little like uh, ethnic eateries, you feel what I'm saying? Like when you go to like a Vietnamese restaurant or an Indian food restaurant or places like this, a lot of those places don't serve alcohol because a lot of those cultures don't drink alcohol. You know what I'm saying? Like just kind of depending on what's going down, right? Uh, Vietnamese drink. I know I know Vietnamese people drink, but uh, the... You know what I'm saying? Some cultures don't. But anyway, it also requires different licensing and things like that. So I think it costs more to run the restaurant if you serve liquor. So a lot of those places are are, they they just serve food. But I wanted to drink because I'm a drinking ass nigga. So I. uh, I um, I find a place, restaurant, bar, I walk in, first of all. It's this homeless man outside. I don't know if he's homeless, but he's he's dirty. I just I know y'all. I'm I know. I I'm I'm not I'm saying he was dirty because I'm saying that's why I think he's homeless. I'm not saying that like all homeless people are dirty. I'm saying I didn't infer homeless because of anything else except for the fact that he looked very unkempt as though he had no home. Anyway. But he's like sitting next to the the, the Vietnamese restaurant, kind of yelling like he sees me. Ain't nobody else really black around there at the time. They all Vietnamese or Asian walking in and out or whatever. And because I'm in Chinatown, by the way, there's an area in Houston called Chinatown. So I'm in Chinatown because I'm like, if you're going to get some fun, like, of course, you go to Chinatown anyway. Um, he's like yelling at me like on some you black, too. But the shit he's yelling feels kind of racist. Like, yeah, we out here. You know how they be out here. And I'm like, yo, they about to cook my food. So I don't, I don't, they, they be some good cooks. That's all I know about these. And I'm about to go in here and I'm about to get my fur. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, so I walk in and I'm looking for the bar. Cause I like to sit at the bar anywhere I go. I'm looking for the bar and I kind of see an area over in the corner that looks like the bar. But you can tell they don't really use it as the bar. That's not, you know, so I kind of ask about it. But the dude is like, nah, like, let me, I'll, I'll get you a table, basically. That initial interaction we have, though, is already kind of setting a tone. And I'm going to be real with y'all here. I'm a bunch of episodes into this podcast in now. Y'all know, I ain't no... Uh, if you in America, you need to speak English ass nigga. Y'all know that's not my vibe. But this is my vibe. If you are in America and you don't speak English well, you can't look at me fucked up for not speaking your language. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to just sit up here and not try. I'm going to try and meet you wherever we can meet. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to communicate with you. End of the day, whatever language you speak, I'm trying to get my point across to you. I want you to be able to get your point across to me. So I'm not really hung up over who doesn't understand who. I'm just trying to get to a place of understanding. But it is a little fucked up for you to be treating me like, oh, what the fuck, nigga? You don't speak Vietnamese? Like, no, I don't speak Vietnamese, nigga. Do you only take uh, wands or whatever the fuck money y'all spend in Vietnam? You take dollars, right? So you ain't got no problem with Americans coming in this motherfucker. You take dollars. So why are you treating me away? Because I don't speak what you speak. That's fucked up. You treat me away. And you wouldn't do this to no fucking white people. Anyway. I do, and I feel that way. I'm standing on that. I don't believe they would do that to no white folks, and that's part of the reason why it makes me feel the way. But anyway, so I walk in, and we have our little exchange. But when I'm asking for the bar, he kind of, you know, not whatever. So he sits me down or whatever, and he's like, what do you want to drink? I'm looking at the menu. First of all, my nigga sit me down and just bounce. He don't ask me what I want to drink, and then he leave me the menu, and then he just walk off, which is like, okay, whatever. Sometimes it'd be like that, but you ain't even asking me if I want no water or nothing. Uh, then he comes back in like 10 minutes after I've been looking at the menu. By the way, whole menu pretty much in Vietnamese. The It's like the title being Vietnamese, but then the uh, the description being English. So I'm like, bet, I'm still Gucci. But I don't see no alcohol menu on here. So when he finally comes back, he's like, what do you want to drink or whatever? I'm like, can I get... Do y'all have like, can I like drinks, drinks, like real drinks? And I'm saying it like that because of the the language barrier. I'm not trying to ask specific things. I don't know. Maybe I went about it wrong. I was trying though. And he's like, what do you mean? Like liquor? Sorry if I don't cancel me. That's how he said it though. And I'm like, yeah, liquor. You know what I'm saying? He's like, no, no liquor. But the way he says, no, no liquor, y'all, like he don't have it. And the way he looking at me is like, why the fuck would you think we had that? And I'm thinking to myself, because of the and bar at the end of the name of your restaurant, it said Vietnamese title, restaurant and bar. So I came because of the and bar and I'm asking you about the bar and you looking at me like I got a dick on my forehead, bro. Don't do me like this. So I'm like, okay, I'm not tripping. I'm like, no problem, whatever. So I look on the back. They got like a strawberry lemonade soda. I'm like, give me that. And then give me a, uh, might give me a strawberry lemonade soda and then give me a, um, and then I, what I, what I asked her for was I, I looked at the menu and I just pointed at it. And then he's like, asked me like, what is it? And I'm like, fam, again, you know, I don't know that, you know, I can't tell you, you know, I can't say that. Why are you playing me like this? So. I'm like, this one, the one with all of it, because they had the the beef. You could get the singular beef options of your pho, or you could get like the combination bowl of the pho beef. You know what I'm saying? So I get that. And then when I place my order, he looks at me and he says, do you need a fork? I know a challenge when I hear one motherfucker. I know you talk. I know I heard the implied black ass does your black ass need a fort so you know how i responded no i'm good with the chopsticks my boy i ain't about to bitch out in front of y'all and just so y'all know as the audience how well can i use chopsticks good enough good enough to get the food in my mouth off the plate i can eat anything with chopsticks and i'm i'm, I'm dead ass i'm serious i can eat anything with chopsticks 
am I using chopsticks the way chopsticks are supposed to be used? I don't know because nobody's ever formally taught me how to use chopsticks. And I knew that that was the case. And I knew that I was about to be on expert level chopstick eating because I'm about to be trying to eat some slippery ass noodles with some chopsticks. I ain't tripping. Then my nigga bring me the little plate with like the basil and the bean sprouts. It had some jalapenos. It had a lime on it. And I'm like, you think I'm going to try and eat this stuff. But I know that it goes in the pho because I eat. I know. I eat enough places where I could just tell by the presentation that this goes in the fud. So I'm not going to eat this shit off the side like a dumb nigga. And I, the line was really the key. So then when my fud comes out, I'm smelling it. I'm like, oh, this is good. But side note, while I'm waiting on my fud, it wasn't really nobody around me at first. But now all of a sudden it's like Asian family sits on my left. Asian lady sits on my right. Another Asian family sits across the aisle from me in front of me. And I'm like, damn. All these niggas is about to be watching me eat this pho. Especially when I whip out the chopsticks, they're going to be grading my performance, bruh. So now I'm eating with chopsticks on behalf of the entire black community. I'm eating my pho for all of us. Ball comes out. I open up the chopsticks. I'm immediately at a disadvantage. The chopsticks I'm used to be the cheap chopsticks that aren't the same size. They go big to little. These chopsticks are a little bit more advanced and they equal size and they got grooves on one end. Y'all, I don't know what side need the grooves. Like, I don't know if the grooves are what you use to grind. I don't know if they're supposed to help with the grit. I don't know if they're just decorative grooves. So if I'm like eating with my grooves, are they going to be looking at me like this dumb nigga? Or if I'm not, I'm all in my head about some motherfuckers who not even worried about me. This is what happened when you smoke weed before you go places by yourself, by the way. So, um, um, I'm in the, uh, I'm in there or whatever, and I'm trying to figure it out. But then I think to myself, what I should do, I'm, y'all, my thoughts is going fast. Not a lot of time has passed in all of this, maybe 10 seconds. Right now, I'm still smelling the pho. I've opened the chopsticks. I set them back down so that I could figure out what I was going to do about the grooves. And now I'm tearing up this basil. And adding the basil to my pho. You know what I'm saying? Because I like basil and I'm like, this going to be good in here. I think it was basil, y'all. I'm pretty sure. I smelled it. It smelled basilly. It wasn't sage. It was basil. Anyway. Anyway, it wasn't mint. I'm pretty confident it was basil. Anyway. It wasn't basil, y'all. Now that I'm thinking about it, basil leaves are, 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 are wiltier than that. I don't know what it was. It was some greenery that was supposed to go in the photo. So I smelled it. It smelled good. It, it wasn't basil. Y'all, what the fuck was them greens? Anyway, I'm, I'm tearing those up. I'm putting them in my pho or whatever while I'm trying to figure out what's going on with my grooves. And then I think to myself, a real nigga would just grab them and start eating because they so good with them. They don't care about the grooves. So I'm going to just pick them up and start eating. You know what I'm saying? That way it looked like I don't really care. Other thing, notice that I got a technical issue with the way I hold my chopsticks because no one ever taught me how. And I don't know if it's just me or if it's really how you eat with chopsticks. But depending on what I'm eating, I, I got to kind of hold them different. I got to kind of find the grip that's best suited for this grab. You feel what I'm saying? So I, I, I finally get them contorted in my hands. And I start I start eating my fud, y'all. I'm getting it. I'm, I'm shitting on these niggas, bro. 
I'm, I'm over here. I'm, I'm grabbing little pieces of meat. I'm getting a little bit of noodle, a little bit of meat, a little bit of on y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm eating good. And I'm, I'm, I'm right over the bowl because I'm like, I don't want to get it on my clothes. And also, cultural observation from just eating, from working in a restaurant, I know that's how Asians be eating. Asians don't eat with no shame. The Asian communities that I be seeing, they don't be eating all prim and proper, trying to worry about how somebody feel about them. They enjoy food. Food is a big deal. And they, for them culturally, from what I see, they usually eat family style. It's like a real communal thing. And when it's time to chow down, they be eating. So I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to just eat. Not worried about nobody else and just be in the zone and just enjoy my meal. And I'm going to be real with y'all. About halfway through the process, I really stopped thinking about the fact that people was watching me. And I was really just fucking up my fud, enjoying my lunch the way I should have been the whole time, not worried about other people. But I will say this. When I finished, my man was talking to me different. He had a different level of respect for your boy after he seen how I fucked that fud up with them chopsticks. I wasn't over here all... You know what I'm saying? Timmy needing a fork trying to swirl the shit or whatever. Nigga, I ain't even picked that spoon up. I don't need that spoon. I picked the spoon up towards the end just so I could sip a little bit of juice. You feel what I'm saying? But I ain't even need I'm just straight chopsticks and noodles, nigga, getting it in. You know what I'm saying? For the town, for the community. Tip my nigga 30% and dipped about that thing. Pulled up on the Museum of Natural Sciences. Nigga didn't even know how much I love dinosaurs, y'all. First of all, and I nigga never seen a dinosaur in person. I never seen a life-size reconstructed dinosaur fossil. Y'all, I was in the museum. First of I was in the museum looking at everything, y'all. I'm looking at the 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 animal the, the taxidermy animal dioramas that they got that represent the different uh fauna and flora of different areas of the world. You feel what I'm saying? Different areas of Texas, shit like that. I'm walking through the, the historical part. I'm walking through the minerals, looking at the, the Rhodesium nigga, the, the, the motherfucking quartz with the, with the Morganite coming out of it and shit. I'm looking at real gold, real diamonds in that bitch. Like, wow, this shit is so player shit that I didn't think I would even give a fuck about. I'm like, this shit player, but I'm going to tell you, the two flyest rooms in the Museum of Natural Sciences, the dinosaurs and the mummies. The dinosaurs is the number one most player room because the dinosaurs doesn't come with any of the guilt. The mummy room, you feel like a real piece of shit the whole time you in there while you also astonished at this culture because you looking at these motherfuckers who got these intricate ass coffins that got all these like literal stories that have been written on them and the way that they preserve the bodies. They got some of the mummies that they've literally pulled back some of the, the wrapping so you can see the faces of the people. They still got beards and hair and shit. Like you could really kind of tell what this nigga look like. But my nigga, they cared so much about they dead in the afterlife that they built these massive tombs and did all these things. They buried their animals inside with them, bro. Like they did a lot of things to indicate that they had a real uh, reverence for the afterlife and the dead. And we just picked them up out of their final resting place and put them on display in some museum in Houston. That is fucked up. Oh my God, it is so fucked up. I couldn't imagine somebody like digging up my granddaddy from his regular ass cemetery plot and putting him in a museum like, 
And can you believe how tall the niggers were back then? Bro, I would be fucking dead. I mean, they are fucking dead. I would be sick, though. But it was so cool. I I felt so weird being in there, y'all. I was so conflicted because I was so interested in everything that I was looking at. And I just felt as though everyone who took part in that that day, we were all pieces of shit at the same time. Both things were true for me the entire time. So I don't know. But the dinosaurs, bro, they had a long night. They had a long neck in there. They had like five or six T-Rexes. They had a Steggy in that bitch. They had everything and dinosaur. There's no way that the pterodactyl, bro. I thought pterodactyls were like bigger than eagles type shit, but not these massive prehistoric creatures, bro. They got this this one where it got like the pterodactyl bones, kind of where it would be like if the wings was covering the eggs, and it was the bruh. Is huge. I'm like, my nigga, if I was walking and seeing one of those flying in the sky, and y'all niggas think that people and dinosaurs lived at the same time? No way, Jose. No way. No way, bro. Them niggas are dead. I mean, we would have been dead. There's no way we could have. No, they're huge. Killing machines, bro. Killing machines. Think about the things that we think are killing machines now. They are evolved, domesticated versions of the real killing machines. They had saber-toothed tigers. They had woolly mammoths. Bro, a saber-toothed tiger is like a tiger that's three times as big as a tiger, bro. I didn't realize how big a saber-toothed was, bro. They had one. They had a saber-toothed tiger there. That didn't even have a bottom jaw. It just had the the big ass saber tooth And they said that nigga just used to rah, and hit niggas like a Pez dispenser nigga and just rah, 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 and be fucking them bitches up, bro. I was uh, needless to say, I was amazed by the Museum of Natural Sciences. If you ain't ever checked out a museum, you definitely need to go. Awesome. I'm 32 years old. I've never been to a real museum like that. I've been to an art museum, but never a science museum other than the Omniplex in the city. And that did not count. Um, It was well worth it. I'm going to go again. No lie. I'm going to 100% go again just so I could take my time and look more. I was reading all the little placards and everything. But anyway, then I went and took a nap because real niggas take naps. I left my hotel room. Well, woke up, you know what I'm saying? Smoked a little something. Because you know smokers got to smoke before we eat. And then I went to uh, I went to this place called Prima Pasta in Houston. It's a little ducked off spot. Fire. Got calamari appetizer, Caesar salad. The girl behind the bar told me to get the, uh, she told me to get the chicken parmesan. I'm like, I don't want no basic shit like chicken parmesan. She like, I'm telling you. Y'all, I got it. The chicken was perfectly breaded to perfection. The sauce, the cheese, they serve it with fettuccine Alfredo. Oh, the bread that they serve. Oh, for for dessert, I should have got the tiramisu, but I got the tres leches cake instead. It was busing. I got a bottle of Malbec. I got all of that for $87. The ticket is nice in there for the quality of the food. The portions are huge. 
I cannot give Prima Pasta enough props. If you in the Houston area, you need to go check that shit out. That shit is good and it is cheap. If you, if I would have got that shit to go, it would have ran me twenty bucks. If I would have got the wine, I think the wine is like fifteen dollars to go or some shit like that. They got like a to go special on wine. I could have got a, forty bucks. I could have got a play a bottle. Y'all, it's player. You got to check it out. And then after that, I broke my rule of kicking it by myself and myself only because O'Neal kept crying like a little ass girl. Talking about, you don't come see me, blah, 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 blah. Come be my friend. So me and O'Neal went and had drinks after that and got drunk and shit. And I went back to my hotel and had a great night's sleep. But that was my night by itself. And I know we already 36 minutes into the podcast. And we ain't even got into no news yet. And we about to get into some news and some stories and shit like that because I've been gone so long, we got to. But I missed y'all, and I had to tell y'all all about my life. And if you don't care about it, then guess what? You can find another motherfucking podcast to listen to. But if you do like it, then you know what you need to do? You need to comment on this episode or put something on social media or do some kind of engagement practice or whatever because hashtag fuck the algorithm. We trying to get this shit popping, and the only way we're going to get it popping is if you come help. So anyway, uh. Let's take a little break and then we're gonna come back with some uh with some of this news. All right, y'all. Um, so there's really been so much shit going on since the last podcast. Uh Kanye went on an anti-Semitic rant and they kicked him off Twitter for a couple of days. You can already see that this is trending towards Kanye getting banned from social media altogether because he's gonna say, keep saying crazy shit. Um, I don't really want to talk about Kanye, to be honest with y'all. Um, I used to be a super big Kanye fan. I'm crazy disappointed in the trajectory that his career took. I would have loved to be a Kanye fan in a way that Jay-Z fans have been able to be Jay-Z fans for the entirety of their adulthood. Um, that's not the case. I don't know if it's a mental health thing. I don't know if it's an attention thing. It seems to me to be a combination of the two. What I do know is that I don't have air for that conversation because it's just pointless to me. Um, Kanye's just a piece of shit. So I, I don't even want to say he's a piece of shit, like, but that's the vibe to me. I don't even know. I was going to walk that back and say something other than that, but whatever. That's what it is to me. He's just trash. He's trash. He peddles trash ideas. He says trash shit. And... He does that thing that makes black people have conversations that I don't like black people having. I think they're 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 useless. It's the you know, fuck it. I am gonna talk about this a little bit. Cause I'm gonna talk about a few people all at one time. I'm gonna talk about Kanye, Charlemagne, and Killer Mike. I know you like what the fuck. So Kanye does his White Lives Matter shirt. He's with Candace Owens. And his whole thing is basically, you know, black people should realize that Black Lives Matter is a hoax and all this other stuff, whatever. And the Black Lives Matter actual organization has absolutely been accused of some mishandling of the funds that they have been given. Um. I don't believe that any of it translates to illegality. I just think that it's, I I don't know. I have not looked into it enough to be certain, but what it appears to me is that they have done with donations that they have received 
in the name of Black Lives Matter, things that people would not like to see them do. But I don't know that those things are actually criminal. I think that they're kind of the things that people who are charged with big organizations do all the time. Like they bought that big ass house and, and shit like that. Um, And I'm not saying that it's, it's right because that's what it is. I, I'm just trying to be more clear about what I believe it is that they've done. Because I think that that's something that we don't do enough. I feel as though it's too greatly stated. Oh, these motherfuckers are criminals who robs you and lie to you about everything. And I don't necessarily know that that's true. I haven't seen evidence that they haven't used. I don't, I haven't seen evidence that they haven't done any good with the money that they've held and that they're still holding it with the intents of defrauding the people who donated it. And not that there's like some greater move at hand. Like I don't have any way to know that. I will say that the way that they have moved hasn't given me any faith and I wouldn't donate any money to Black Lives Matter Foundation because I don't, they, they're not being transparent enough for what they're doing with the money to me. But it's the reason why I don't necessarily believe in donating to charity as a whole because I don't believe charitable organizations as a whole are transparent enough. And that's not something that's unique to the black community. But bringing that up is never used to say so if you want to donate towards black causes or you want to ensure that things are going towards blah 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 then here's a way to do that it's just to say that like black lives matter was a hoax so that whole movement was bullshit and it's not the black lives matter movement wasn't bullshit at all and even though the organization of the foundation may have had a good uh, a big hand in it or, or been the face of it for a good amount of time all of us we're out here with Black Lives Matter banners and shirts and motherfucking 2K clothes and all this other shit because we was tired of seeing that shit play out in front of us day after day after day after day after day after day. That's real. That was really happening. That is really happening. Black people really do get treated worse than other motherfucking people in America on a consistent and everyday motherfucking basis. So Black Lives Matter, the statement still has all the merit it ever did. And saying some goofy shit like White Lives Matter ain't nothing but trying to antagonize the community that don't have no, we don't have the time and the patience for that. I know personally I don't, I don't have time for somebody to just be fucking with me just to fuck with me. Leave me the fuck alone, bro. And that's why I don't fuck with Kanye. Charlemagne. I've been watching clips from Charlemagne's new show, Hell of a Week. Don't fuck with Charlemagne really like that no more because I'm tired of watching what Charlemagne is doing with the black community. I'm tired of watching black people who know better keep peddling on this line of, oh, the Democrats don't do shit for black people, so we should blah, 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 because that's fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. In a world where we got... The Democratic Party, the Republican Party, and a bunch of niggas who not going to win. You telling me that telling black people to stop voting and not vote Democrat don't do anything but get more Republicans in power, which is the antithesis of progress in America. That's my problem with that. My problem with that is that the stakes are so high for black people that we don't have time to say stupid shit that gets us to move backwards instead of continuing the progress in an area where we need every single inch of ground we can gain. I am not here to sit up here and say that the Democrats have just been champions for the black community throughout history and they ain't never done no fuck shit to us or or what they're more guilty of, in my opinion, is done things without us in mind and without ensuring that we get uh, 
compensated or impacted equally as the other communities. But with that being said, there's still the motherfuckers who are willing to do it. And when you're talking about electing politicians, you're talking about the person who you would rather go in there and negotiate and bargain with. And I would rather negotiate with a Democrat over a Republican 10 times out of 10, because even if they don't directly align with the thing that I want, they're far less likely to be directly opposed to the thing that I want. So even the middle ground between where they're at and where I am is much closer to where I am than the middle ground between me and a motherfucker who wants to see me and mine dead. Um, the middle ground between me and a party that's literally pushing a narrative that the increase of the minority community is in intentional plan to replace the white voters so that they can sway the country left. That's literally what they're saying. And I got motherfuckers like Charlemagne saying, oh, well, the Democrats ain't shit either. Fuck you and that dumb shit, bro. That's where I'm at with that. Killer Mike, bro, I fuck with Killer Mike so tough. It hurt me so hard to see Killer Mike caping for Brian Kemp the way he caping for Brian Kemp, bro. On the guise of programs and initiatives that he knows good and fucking well, Stacey Abrams would a- approve of as well. The, the the thing that bothers me about Killer Mike is Killer Mike will say, well, I'm down to speak to the person who's down to speak to me. I'm down to do with the people who are down to do things with me. You would have to provide me evidence that those programs that you were talking about doing with Governor Kemp, you wanted to do with Stacey Abrams and she was unwilling to do so. Or those are policies that she is un willing to to back or that are against what she believes in in some kind of way you got to give me a reason why other than oh well i kind of like this guy and i'm not sure what stacy does on guns bro government officials cannot unilaterally make decisions without the consensus of the people the democrats are only going to move so far on guns as they can move and stay in power if the people do not want that done it will not happen because it's too easy to strip that power and take it back That's how politics works. But what you do is you fear monger the people that this person may take something away from you that you don't like instead of informing them that by actually having the level of engagement in the political process, they can keep an eye on that as it goes, as it transpires. This person is willing to meet with you on most of the things you agree with and you feel concerned that they may take something from you in this area. So you need to be on them about, hey, I want all these things from you. But this is something that I don't really want to move on. This is something that's important to me. And if you do start to take action on those things, then I'm going to take my vote elsewhere. But you can't do that. And you don't have that power as a non-voter. And my personal opinion is Charlemagne, Killamite, propagate a mentality that basically says either the Democrats are the same as the Republicans. So are you saying you should vote Republican? You saying vote Donald Trump? If that's your case, fuck you. I can't fuck with you. Because to me, that is literally voting for the end of democracy. The Republicans are literally saying that the 2020 election was fraud and stolen, even though there was the least amount of voter fraud in any re- election in history in the 2020 election. It is the biggest lie that can be told. And they're calling they're calling the truth, the big lie. And disseminating that to the masses. I can't fuck with them niggas on no level and any nigga who trying to get anybody on a team to me is a bitch ass nigga and I can't fuck with it. So, you know, or you know what? Let me take that last part back. They on some bitch ass nigga shit and I can't fuck with it. I ain't going to go to no man, especially somebody who I, cause I mean, I know I don't know these people, but I did have a level of respect, especially for killer Mike. 
I really fucked with Killer Mike at first. But even the fact that he interviewed Herschel Walker on a softball-ass interview and didn't interview Warnock, I didn't fuck with that, bro. Like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't respect it. I feel it's misguided. I feel it's dangerous. Um, And that's it. I can't. I, I wasn't going to talk about that shit at all, but I felt a way about that, y'all. And I really had to get that off because those those are people who I fuck with so tough. And now I just feel like what they doing is so dangerous and problematic in an era where I feel like this is the moment in history of America where we find out whether or not like this is where it's determined whether or not the democracy thing is going to work. You have a party who is saying that something that was one free and fair was complete fraud and almost half the country agrees with them. We are at a pivotal moment right now. We don't have time to play these bullshit cute games with. I don't even know what I, I literally don't even know what I can't even find the the logic that's le- and that's one of the things that bothers me about it so much. I can't even find the logic that's leading them to this place. I don't know. I just don't get it and I can't fuck with it. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Now that we done got that out the way, uh, let's talk about some of the uh some of the shit that's been going down uh since I've been gone. Uh the the article that I'm about to read is not the original article. Um but there's more to this story than just the original article. So uh, one of the LA City Council members resigned. Her name is uh, uh, Nuri Martinez. She had to resign from her seat on Wednesday um, after initially just announcing a leave of absence because she wasn't going to quit because uh, she had uh, audio leaked, uh, some, some wild racist shit that she was saying. Um, let me... Uh, let me find it for you real quick. Let me play the audio for you. Actually, you know what? Before we play the audio, I'm going to read a little bit of this article. Uh, Friday's Los Angeles City Council meeting has been canceled as pressure mounts for two remaining members heard in a racist leaked audio uh, recording to resign. Acting Council President Mitch O'Farrell announced. Former Council President Nuri Martinez resigned from her seat Wednesday, days after stepping down from her leadership position and announcing a leave of absence. Gil Cedillo and Kevin DeLeon, however, have not released any statements following Martinez's resignation on Wednesday. Um, Osferro indicated he spoke to Cedillo, who is taking into consideration the gravity of the moment, but the acting president said he has not been able to discuss the matter with DeLeon. Uh, O'Farrell said he will instead spend Friday speaking to his constituents and hearing their concerns about an ongoing fallout from the leaked audio. We know the upset. Uh, we know that the upset and the unrest is out there requires that we just keep listening to the people. He said. Um, so I'm gonna play you the audio real quick now. This is the audio. There's this white guy with this little black kid who's misbehaved. The kid is bouncing off the effing walls on the floor, practically tipping it over. There's nothing you can do to control him. Now, for those of y'all who speak Spanish, you may be able to translate what she said at the end. But uh, what she says at the end is like a monkey. You know what I'm saying? Like she calls him a monkey. 
she calls a little black boy a monkey who's who's got the white daddy and she's basically saying that he's raising them like they raise their kids he's raising them like a little white kid and he's bad and you can't control him and he does whatever and he just runs around like a monkey that's problematic i ain't even gonna cap at you i ain't even gonna lie to you shawty as a nigga who about to take my face off my podcast because i ain't trying to get fired for no shit that i say like that um i ain't gonna cap like niggas we know how we be even white folks y'all know y'all talk about the white people who take care who don't let their kids be bad be talking about the white people who do they they also like you making us look bad you solely in a brand this is what we talking about but we know if it's a kid on a leash nine times out of ten he white you know what i'm saying we know the little timmy's who be running ducking and dodging through the through the motherfucking uh clothes racks and aisles and stuff like that i'm not gonna sit up here and cap like i don't know what that woman was talking about I'm not going to cap like that conversation doesn't happen in minority communities all the time. What I am going to say is this. When you add the monkey at the end of it, it makes me feel a little bit less okay with it, though, because now it feels a little bit less like ha 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 and a little bit more like closet racism. Just going to be real with you. The fucking monkey at the end changes it for me. And is all of it. If, if for the dad to have an issue with it, I don't actually think that he would be wrong to have an issue with it, monkey or not. But if she don't say the monkey part, she still got a job. I guarantee you she don't get fired if she don't say that monkey shit. But that monkey shit is where it is because they also caught them saying some other stuff about the people who they represent. And I, I those comments are a little bit hard to find because they're a little bit more random. But they're just like just talking about the black. Like it's one comment where she's like, yeah, he's with the blacks. It's another one where, you know what I'm saying, they're talking about one of the areas they represent. It's like, are you going around? And it's just like a little dark, a bunch of little dark people running around, da, 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 da. like just little things that just kind of show this pattern of bias for this woman. And the reason why it's an issue for the other two is because they're in the room and they're not saying shit. And when you're in a position of authority and you letting a motherfucker sit up here and call little black kids monkeys in front of you, it's a problem. And this is something I did not really know about. I grew up in Oklahoma. Our level of diversity is not really what it is in a lot of other communities. It's not a lot of black people or no, I'm sorry. It's uh, where I'm from. It's, it's like black, white, Mexican. Right. But the black people in the Mexicans where I'm from, we we clicked up. It's not really no beef between the black people and the Mexicans where I'm from. So I didn't really know that there was this big contingent of the black and Hispanic communities that don't really fuck with each other. In particular, it seems to be that way with the women to me. Like it seems to me that black women and Hispanic women really do not fuck with each other. I have heard Hispanic women and black women say some very racist things about each other. And it's very weird to me because I I just feel as though we all kind of part, we all getting fucked the same, but it does start to create a level of animosity between two communities whenever you get a history of that kind of things. Like, this is just not a good look. It's it's basically my point. Because I don't want to put it... What I was about to say, honestly, was going to be to put it all on a Hispanic community. Like, when you got Hispanics out here saying this kind of thing about Black people, how you expect Black people to fuck with y'all. But just from my personal experiences, I have heard Black people say shit about about Mexicans, Hispanics as a whole or whatever that are wild fucked up to me. And I don't know where that starts and ends, but 
I don't want to take no parts of it and I don't want to be a part of it. And that's part of the reason why I'm kind of tiptoeing lightly around this conversation, because I don't want to say nothing incendiary about a community that I feel as though I have way more in common with than I do not. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. Uh, this one is, is she needed to get let go for that. That monkey comment is wild out of pocket. And I really, really hate to see that. And you can see in the meetings after that, that the people was not fucking with that, bro. Um, as for the other two, they, they thinking that they're going to be able to, to, to hold, to hold through to this. Cause they didn't actually say it, but you didn't say it, but you didn't stop it. You haven't come out condemning it and you done moved too late. And now I do believe that this is something big as politicians. Once you've lost the community trust, you have to step down. You can't stay on because you want to and because you don't feel like what you did was wrong. Like you work in public service. And at the end of the day, if the public doesn't feel confident in your ability to serve them, then you have to step down. Um. The city council cannot uh, force uh, members. They can't remove members or force them to resign. They can strip them of committee assignments or official duties, but that's all they can do. Uh, the committee president is saying that that's on the way and that they're going to potentially censure the two members. Um, but what they, they keep saying that they're hopeful that they'll just step down. They need to resign because the way stuff like this works, if they resign and let it blow over, they could possibly come back. But if they let all this censuring and stuff go through, They'll never be able to come back from it. They'll be dead for it forever, which don't bother me none because fuck them. But, you know, whatever. Um, In other news, Alaska's snow crab season canceled as officials investigate a disappearance of an estimated one billion crabs. Y'all. The black community is about to be the, the black community in Houston. Y'all, the way they be piling outside of Lotus and Crafty Crab and motherfucking uh, Mike's and fucking Sugarland, goddamn, uh, all these seafood places out here, fucking them snow crabs up. Boy, the casinos that be having the bottomless snow crab legs. Y'all, that shit about to be dead. Motherfuckers is about to be out. Oh. Oh, y'all thought climate change was fake. Look, Killer Mike. Killer Mike telling black people to vote for Republicans. Did Killer Mike tell you that Republicans don't believe in climate change and climate change is the reason why you're not going to have no crab legs, black people? Did Killer Mike tell you that? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. So you just keep that in mind whenever you're over here trying to evenly consider the other party as, you know, maybe having ideas worth listening to. Fuck that. Them niggas don't believe in climate change. They don't want snow crabs. They want market price on crab legs, $54. That's what they want. That's what they want. And a major blow to American seafood industry, the Alaska Department of Fish and Game has for the first time in state history canceled the winter snow crab season in the Bering Sea due to their falling numbers. While restaurant menus will suffer, scientists worry that the sudden population plunge means the health of the art. Scientists worry what the sudden population plunge means for the health of the Arctic ecosystem. An estimated 1 billion crabs have mysteriously disappeared in two years, state officials said. It marks a 90% drop of their population. Y'all, 
Y'all better eat them nasty ass Dungeness crab legs. The 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 snow crab is gone. Did they run up north to get that colder water? Asked Gabriel Prout, whose Kodiak Island fishing business relies heavily on the snow crab population. Did they completely cross the border? Did they walk off the continental shelf there over the Bering Sea? Nigga, you telling me that climate change got so bad that the crabs just ran over to their death, nigga? They just jumped over the edge of the cliff on some suicide shit? Ben Daly, a researcher with the ADF and G, is investigating where the crabs have gone. He monitors the health of the state's fisheries, which produces 60% of the nation's seafood. Disease is one possibility. He also points to climate change. According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, Alaska is the fastest warming state in the country and is losing billions of tons of ice each year, critical for crabs that need cold water to survive. This is, I'm telling y'all, these politicians need to get on the right subjects. Y'all out here telling niggas to vote because people are taking away their rights. Did you tell them about the crab legs? I don't think you did. I know black people. And I hear niggas on Twitter all the time talk about they not going to vote. And I feel like if they knew about this crab leg thing, perhaps you could get a little bit more engagement. Environmental conditions are changing rapidly, Daly said. We've seen warm conditions in the Barrens Sea the last couple of years, and we're seeing a response in a cold adaptive species. So it's pretty obvious this is connected. This is a canary in a coal mine for other species that need cold water. Prowl said that there needs to be a relief program for fishermen similar to programs for farmers who are experiencing crop failure or communities affected by hurricanes or flooding. When asked what fishermen can do in the situation with their livelihoods depending on the ocean, Prout responded, hope and pray. I guess that's the best way to say it. That's wild, bro. This is what they're talking about when they bring up the impacts of climate change. Or what uh, for me in particular, what I'm talking about when I say that climate change and the way that it's going to impact us is not necessarily going to mean that humans are no longer able to habitate the earth but it's just going to be wildly different it's going to change things and it's going to make poverty worse it's going to make famine worse it's just going to make the human experience more difficult overall 60 percent of the nation's seafood comes from alaska and the warming water is changing the way that those species can exist y'all that's a big deal that's not a small story what I will say is this. Um, I love seafood. I'm going to be pissed off if we ain't got no more fishes. So, vote blue. Vote blue in November. Midterms coming soon. Midterms coming soon. Um, More news, y'all. And this is tragic. This is another nigga out here sullying the brand. And that's what I'm saying from now on. Whenever I read a story about a nigga doing some shit that we don't do, the the national media villainizes black people for everything. But it's a few things that are still left that when crime occurs, you think that's probably a white motherfucker. Serial killing is one of them. We got a nigga serial killer out here in 2022. With Dahmer on TV right now, we over here trying to link the serial killer to the failures of the motherfucking criminal justice system and the police system and how it fails the black community on a consistent basis. And now we got a nigga out here on some serial killer shit. You solely in the brand, my boy, the fuck he was out here hunting police 
arrest suspect in California serial killings. In Stockton, California, police say they have arrested a man suspected of killing at least six men and wounding a woman in Northern California. Authorities believe that Wesley Brownlee, 43, of Stockton was out searching for another victim when he was captured by police around 2 a.m. Saturday in Stockton, California. He was dressed in black, had a mask around his neck, had a gun, and he was out hunting, said police chief Stanley McFadden at the news conference on Saturday. Damn, y'all. Authorities say they received hundreds of tips after announcing the manhunt earlier this month. The first fatal shooting was in Oakland, April 2021. A few days later in Stockton, a woman was wounded. Five more killings happened over a year later in Stockton between July 8th and September 27th, all within a radius of a few square miles. Police in California recently linked two additional shootings October 3rd to a suspected serial killer. Stockton police officials said that two April 2021 shootings, including a fatal one in Oakland, were linked to the case. The additions brought the total number of homicides to six. All seven cases have been linked to one another through ballistics or through video surveillance footage. Um, now it just kind of like goes through each shooting individually. Um, McFadden said each killing happened after dark, either late at night or early in the morning. Each involved a single victim who was alone. Each victim was ambushed. It wasn't a robbery. Items are being stolen. They're not talking about any gang activity in the area or anything. It's just the element of surprise. Aside from y'all, all all male Stockton victims have been Hispanic. Several victims were also homeless. Authorities said that they have no evidence that the murders were hate crimes, but Stockton Mayor Kevin Lincoln II expressed worry that the Hispanic community is being targeted. The Hispanic community is the largest population in the city, Lincoln said, well over 52%. It's very concerning. Um, I don't really know how you can say a motherfucker who killed six people tried to kill seven and six of them were Hispanics. I can't really see how you cannot say that that isn't a hate crime. Off top, I feel like, I feel as though the standard of what is a hate crime should have to be disproven, not proven. You know what I'm saying? If you victimize one group of people over and over and over and over again, you should have to prove that it's not a hate crime. We shouldn't have to. The assumption should be if you are not a part of a community and you go and target people in that community and it's not your community, that it's more than likely a hate crime. And your defense attorney should have to prove that it's not. I feel like maybe that's wrong. Maybe that'll fuck with black people more than but you're not robbing them. They're like you just senselessly murdering people and they all Hispanics. If I was, if I was Mexican, if I was a part of the Hispanic community. I would feel as though we were being targeted. Absolutely. And I would lack confidence in a police agency that didn't feel as though we were being targeted after we just watched it. Come on, y'all. We just watched Dahmer with this white nigga getting off killing niggas. Cause nobody cared. Now you got a black man killing Hispanics. And the police are saying, well, we're not sure it was because y'all Hispanic. But, bro, we're not hearing that right now. I feel like it's got to be a different, it's got to be a different way to look at that. Um, That shit is crazy. Speaking of Dahmer, all y'all talking about uh, uh, if it was me, all the gay homies out here talking about Jeffrey Dahmer would have killed y'all. Y'all sick. Y'all out of pocket. Y'all out of pocket for being like that white boy is about to get y'all, nigga. Y'all was about to walk in an apartment that smelled like dead niggas and you were still going to get a nigga some booty? You a nasty man. You a nasty man, gay homies. And for all y'all who not gay talking about 
uh, Jeffrey Dahmer wouldn't have got me. I hope he wouldn't have got you. Not unless you over here got something you want to tell us. Uh, <clears throat> we don't mind. If that's what it is, we accept you for who you are. Me and the homies are clear on this. If you gay, you gay. We don't care. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we go love you for who you are. Always and forever. Always and forever. <laughs> um. Anyway, y'all, that's all I got on that shit. That shit wild, bro. I thought serial killing was dead. I thought that shit was played out. Nigga, I thought that shit phased out in the 90s, like cassettes and CDs and shit like that. Motherfuckers are still out here getting serial killed. That's wild. Um, Time for a new segment, y'all. I don't got a song for it or nothing like that, but I'm calling it MAGA Mania because these MAGA motherfuckers always be on some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Trump is going to go to jail soon and he's going to start getting convicted of some shit and if not he's about to be way more in the news and as a result he's about to have some crazy shit going on so you know uh let's talk about some of them uh trump writes a letter to january 6th committee after his vote to subpoena him and vote and boast about crowd size um i read this article the headline's a little misleading but it's still some worthwhile shit in there because you know whatever a day after the house january 6th committee selected uh sorry a day after the House January 6th Select Committee voted to unanimously to subpoena former President Donald Trump, he responded with an angry letter to the committee chairman, Benny Thompson, to complain about his work. The Select Committee has been investigating the Capitol riot on January 6, 2021, and its root causes with the aim of determining who is responsible for the mayhem and preventing it from happening again. One of the things about that committee and why that got voted unanimously is because Republicans didn't want to be a part of it because it was a witch hunt with the exception of Liz Cheney. So what they ended up doing was fucking themselves because whereas most of these hearings end up being a performative thing where Republicans ask incendiary questions that don't have anything to do with anything and jam up the process the whole time, since they refuse to be involved, it's been a really streamlined process that's actually gotten some results and actually gotten some information. And now, when they move to subpoena Trump, there's no dissenting opinions in the room. So that's their fault for getting Trump subpoenaed, to be honest. Um, Trump didn't mention the subpoena in the letter, which is why I said the article was a little misleading, because it's like you made it seem like one had to do with the other. Uh, but it does still show a motherfucker who don't know how to shut the fuck up. You under investigation right now, bro. Why are you writing us saying things that could incriminate you? Because in my opinion, one of the things that she'd be wildly damning to Trump is the fact that he continues to peddle the fact that the election was stolen, even though he's completely aware that that's not true. That's part of what caused the riot. That's part of what caused the attack on the Capitol. That's part of what caused the insurrection. I keep having to re say the word because I want to make sure I call it what it was. You feel what I'm saying? And this nigga keep talking. Uh, Trump did not mention the subpoena, but instead railed at the committee and said he was right to express our anger, disappointment, and complaint with all of the all with all of the hundreds of millions of dollars spent on what many consider to be a charade and a witch hunt. Capitalized charade and witch hunt, even though those aren't proper nouns, my nigga. One of the things about Trump that I love is his glaring inability for grammatical correctness and the fact that no one around him corrects him. Because at this point, if you did, it'd be like, did he really even write it? You got to let it be all fucked up. He does shit like this. Look, let me go farther down. 
Uh, uh, he also attacked the committee for not looking into election fraud and appeared to defend the targets of the committee who he claimed were just acting as concerned American citizens protesting the fraud itself. Again, to me, kind of lending itself to the fact that you kind of incited them to do that because you were still saying that they were doing what they should have done based on information you know is incorrect. Um, <laughs> uh, the former president also brought the crowd size in a letter with a complete appendix of photos of the crowd and assailed the committee in his first line in all capital letters. It's the all capital letters like an old man texting for me. The presidential election of 2020 was rigged and stolen because you have to say it like that because that's how it was written. How do motherfuckers look at this guy and be like, I want him to be the leader of the free world. That's what I want. I want to see Donald J. Trump lead the world. Even if he did think the election was stolen, you want a motherfucker who feels like this is the way to get something done? He's just such a moron. Yeah. The ex-president's attempts to challenge the election results in 2020 have all failed in court. Election securities have nominated, uh, election security officials nominated or appointed by Trump declared the election the most secure in history. And all these things we already know. Um, he claims he recommended and authorized thousands of troops to be deployed to ensure that there was peace, safety, and security at the Capitol and throughout Washington, D.C. on January 6th because I knew just based on instinct and what I was hearing that the crowd coming to listen to my speech and various others would be a very big one, far bigger than anyone thought possible. It's just like he can't help but stroke his dick in front of everyone. Like, Look at how big my marvelous crowd was that tried to overthrow the government that you're trying to prove me of doing that perhaps I should shut the fuck up about. As it turns out, it was indeed one of the largest crowds I have ever spoken at before at a very wide swath stretching all the way back to the Washington Monument. The massive size of this crowd and its meaning has never been a subject of your committee, nor has it been discussed by the fake news media that absolutely refuses to acknowledge in any way, shape, or form the magnitude of what was taking place. I think that you're misunderstanding that, my boy. That's what this whole thing is actually about. We are actually very interested in the massive size of your crowd and its meeting, it is the subject of the committee and is being discussed by all news media outlets at all times just about. What the fuck are you talking about, boy? And that's the wild thing. Trump did something that is both genius and tragic to democracy forever, which is Donald Trump took the position of the president realized that he himself was now a credible source as the president and he uses that shit like nobody's business and now they've just created this entire and it didn't start with donald trump but i just feel like he was the catalyst that really propelled it to a new level of really taking that position and creating an entire alternate ecosystem of information based on something you know isn't true because you know that your position lends credibility. That's wild to me and it's dangerous as fuck. And I hate to see that it's happening to America, but eh, it is what it is. Um, Texas family of five sentenced to jail in January 6th case or sentenced in January 6th case. Sorry. Five members of a Texas family were 
sentenced on Wednesday for their roles in the assault on the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. Because the family that insurrects together, uh, prays together? I don't know. The family that prays together tries to overthrow the government together. I can't really think of nothing that rhymes with this, but you get what I'm saying. District Columbia Chief Judge, District Judge Burrell Howell sentenced Burrell Burrell Howard sentenced Dawn and Thomas Munn to 14-day prison sentences, three months of home confinement, and three years of probation for their roles leading in four in leading four of their eight children into the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Three of their adult children were sentenced to probation with the oldest child, Christy, also receiving a brief period of home confinement. The Munn family of Borger, Texas, they're always from Texas, boy. Texas was deep in the insurrection, bro. It's Texas in the house. It's te- Anyway, um... The Munn family had pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor charge acknowledging they spent nearly an hour inside the Capitol on January 6th, including time in a private state Senate conference room. Members of the family were accused of bragging about their roles on January 6th or of misrepresenting the size and scope of the attack and damage. One of the five was accused of blaming police. During the sentencing Wednesday, Howell called the U.S. Capitol breach a catastrophic breach of security and said the Munn family participated in a mob that stopped the democratic process. The judge suggested that Thomas Munn should have known better before leading the family into a chaotic situation. Howell also said some of the family members made social media posts that contributed to the misinformation about January 6th. She also said the youngest of the family members charged Kaylee invoked a boogeyman by claiming to have seen Antifa at the Capitol on January 6th during her FBI interview. This is fantastic. Motherfuckers be talking about nothing happened to those people, but this committee, and I haven't talked about it much on this podcast at all. I really wish that I would have spent more time kind of updating y'all on these stories as they went just so we would have more of a track record with it here. But genuinely, they have been on they ass, bruh. There's a story about them charging a new person, a new family with crimes every day that pop up. They not playing with these white folks who did that stupid ass shit. And to me, they not doing a good enough job publicizing what they doing because I think, number one, they need to do that because it needs to be a deterrent for motherfuckers who want to do shit like this in the, in the future. Uh they didn't succeed in what they were trying to do. And everyone who even stepped foot inside that motherfucker is getting charged with something. They finding these niggas based on social media posts, cell phone data, videos in the pot, in the, in the Capitol. They finding these niggas and they charging their ass up. And that's what the fuck they get. Um, and they on some, uh, some Fanny T Willis. They on some, uh, Atlanta DA shit. They using your raps y'all. Y'all on social media bragging about being in the capital and shit. They firing your ass up. Bring your ass here and hold this little misdemeanor. And I know y'all thinking 14 days in jail, that's not a long time, blah, 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 blah. But first of all, these are federal crimes. Um, Federal jail is a little bit different. It's not, it, it just depends on the crime and what's going on. Um, it, It's just, it's just a little different. The federal government prosecutes cases slightly different and and having that federal charge is a big deal. Putting that misdemeanor on their record is a big deal. And 
at minimum, they're going to have to, it's probably some shit they'll be able to get off in a length in an amount of time or whatever, but it's not nothing. And they got to pay all them legal fees. They're going to have restitutions they got to pay. That's what they get, nigga. The family trip to D.C. on January 6th went so far off the rails that there are five family members standing before a federal judge at sentencing, Howell said. While asking for leniency at sentencing, Don Munn said she continues to have questions about the legitimacy of the security of the 2020 election. She said the country has been divided between conservative and non-conservative values. Thomas Munn, her husband, told the judge, I got myself overwhelmed. He added, I've never been political before. I just kept watching what was happening on the news. An individual statement seeking leniency, daughters Christy and Kaylee said their parents raised them to do right and acknowledged they shouldn't have entered the Capitol. Kaylee Munn, 20, told the judge she wishes everyone would have stopped outside the Capitol. We had an idea in our heads that we were fighting a monster, told the judge. Uh, she told the judge, and by the term monster, Though the judge asked uh, whom she was referring to by monster and Kaylee did not answer directly. The third child under 18 was also inside the Capitol with the family in court filings ahead of the sentencing hearing. Donman indicated a federal stimulus check helped pay for the trip. Nigga. Not the MAGA family goes to goes on a field trip to on an insurrection field trip. With the government handout they got from the libtards. Boy, the story doesn't get any better than this. While the mom continues to say that it's because the election was, it was election fraud. And Trump is out here still saying that it's election fraud as though why these people to me are making a case against Donald Trump every time they talk because they're trying to tell a judge, you can't blame me. The president told me that it was election fraud. And the president is trying to say, you can't blame me. Those people did that on their own. I didn't tell them to do that. So we're going to see who wins. I cannot believe a stimulus check paid for that. Prosecutors allege that Don Munn, a nurse, Thomas 55, a U.S. Army vet, of course, because there's a lot of that far-right extremism in the fucking military and with veterans. Uh, Joshua 25, a janitor. The daughters 30, Christy and Kaylee, uh, climbed through broken windows into the Senate wing door. Oh, they got pictures of them. Oh, they in fatigues and some more shit. She, the daughter is in fatigue. This looks like the daughter. I can't tell. I think this is the daughter in fatigues, a green uh, army hoodie, and a Make America Great Again cape. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm about to, this about to be the, the thumbnail for the podcast this week, boy. She out of pocket, bruh fucking insurrection barbie oh my god uh yeah the justice department alleged that although christy munn uh witnessed confrontations with officers she and her family continued to roam the capitol building where they watched rioters and officers gathered in the west wing of the building security uh images released by the justice department showed the Munn family amid the mob thomas was seen smoking a cigarette while moving through the building another photo showed one daughter wearing a camouflage jacket while another is draped in a trump banner a family photo near the capitol with the face of the underage uh, child is obscured but was included in court uh, documents because this is the impunity that these motherfuckers thought they was going to be able to move with they happy taking pictures like look at us we in here, Texas in the building. While announcing the citizen judge how cited a previous January 6th case in which a defendant received jail time for bringing a child along to the Capitol breach. The Munn children were sentenced first as their mother and father sat back in rows in the courtroom. The parents were sentenced later as the children watched from a row near the back. 
Get they dumbasses up out of here, bro. They deserve everything they got. And I'm glad that that shit happened to their ass. That shit is hilarious. And I cannot believe that they really had the audacity to go to that with a trip. Stimulus, insurrection, field trip. Oh, my God. Anyway, last story in MAGA Madness, y'all. Minnesota Trump supporter who falsely accused left-wing vandals of setting fire. He stage pleads guilty to fraud. Oh, y'all. This is not the story I was looking for. That's wild. This shit happened so much. This is not the story I was looking for. A Minnesota supporter of former President Donald Trump, who officials say staged a fire that he blamed on left-wing radicals, pleaded guilty on Tuesday to wire fraud. Dennis Mola, 30, had claimed that his camper was targeted by his because of his Trump flag. He filed fraudulent insurance claims worth hundreds of thousands of dollars after the 2020 incident as Minneapolis area residents. Mola also created a GoFundMe after the fire. Mola took more than $78,000 from an insurance company and GoFundMe users. Uh, He submitted insurance claims worth more than $300,000, they said. His attorney did not immediately respond to requests for comment. The attorney told the NBC affiliate uh, Minneapolis that Mola has paid back the insurance money and plans to return the GoFundMe cash. Mola of the Brooklyn Center told police on September 23, 2020, that his camper was set on fire because of the Trump flag. He claimed that his garage door was spray painted with the Antifa symbol and that the garage graffiti saying Biden 2020 and BLM. Okay, this is the story. Okay, y'all. I thought it happened twice, but this is the same nigga who painted his garage and shit, Biden 2020 and BLM. I'm sure y'all remember that, that fucking photo going around. But I didn't I didn't look into the story enough to know that he said that they burned his camper down, too. And then filed all that. That's just so funny to me, bro. These Trump supporters be Beth heads and criminals, bro. Fuck them. MAGA Magnus. I don't fuck them. You see, bro. That's wild to me. That's wild. They be lying about what happens. They stay just like the last people. The bitch talking to the FBI. Excuse me, y'all. I'm so, I've been getting so good about that. The girl talking to the FBI about the uh, about being in the Capitol. But I saw Antifa in there. They, bitch, no, you didn't. You did not see Antifa in there. We saw you. You was in there. You see Trump flag niggas like you in there. That's all you saw. They, they love to be the victim. And it's so wild to me. Is so counter the narrative that they spew because the narrative that they spew is as though everyone else is playing the victim. They want handouts. They want to be taken care of. They don't want to take care of themselves. But they're the victims. They're the ones, really. That shit is wild. Y'all, that's that's all I got for MAGA Madness, bro. Um, I got one last segment. Uh... And we're going to be up out of here, bro. Uh, usually we would have a, I know y'all like, what, is it going to be white people do this? It's not going to be white people do this. I told y'all that we find ourselves with so much scandal inside the church that we're going to have a new segment. You know, say so you hear my organ player. You hear it. You hear that we got the spirit in here because we got, I smell someone foul in here. I see somebody choosing the Lord's name for evil. Somebody who wants to take the church and bring it down, sully the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I see somebody. I see somebody else. 
another pastor scandal. So we have to welcome back another another segment. We ain't got no name for it, but we got a vibe, y'all. We got a vibe for it. Our next scandalous pastor is a man. Welcome, congregation. Corey Wall. Welcome, Corey Wall. <laughs> South Carolina Church places youth pastor on leave after I heart hot youth pastor sticker incident. A Southern Baptist church in South Carolina has placed its youth pastor on administrative leave and is investigating an incident last week where the pastor handed out stickers to teens saying, I heart hot youth pastors. The action comes after reports of the incident were posted online. And the action comes after reports of the incident were posted online and prompted major backlash. On Sunday, Eddie Leopard, a lead pastor of Fairview Baptist Church in Greer, told his congregation that their student pastor, 35-year-old Corey Wall, had made a poor decision to distribute the church's youth a sticker that offended some people. Uh, Leopard addressed the incident in a clip posted anonymously online, which apparently has been edited from the service video. Leopard's comments were similar to a statement the church posted on Saturday on Instagram. Let's uh, let's listen to the comments. Good this morning. Let me respond to a very critical situation in our church. Many of you have heard and aware. And I was this? We are thinking this. Oh, it's not loud enough. I can't. I don't know if y'all could hear that, but I couldn't hear it. So, fuck it. They say that it's about the same as the comment. I wanted you to hear it first. That's only right, said the lead pastor. Pastor, any decision made by the leadership of the church should be shared by the church, not with the media, and certainly not on social media. Leopard continued, Corey has been placed on administrative leave and will not be involved in student leadership responsibilities while the situation is being investigated. According to the pastor and church leaders, the investigation will be thorough and comprehensive. However, the church did not specify who would conduct the investigation. Uh, Attorney... uh, Oh, I cannot say this name. Blazil Baz Chivijanjin. I whoa, that's tough. T C H I V I D J I A N. That is how you spell that man's last name. I can't say that. Boz, uh, the attorney for the law firm that represents the abuse victims and all the civil lawsuits, told the Roy's report that Leper's response raised some red flags. The way I was hearing it, the fact that it offended some people. Seems to only be the only reason they're investigating this, uh, Boz said. When a person has been handed the responsibility from a church to oversee care and uh, discipleship of minors is handing out a sticker like this, it shows horrible discernment and judgment at its very best. He added that inst- uh, investigations like this should be conducted by an independent third party that, would under- that understands abuse issues. The main concern is whether Wall has a history of this behavior, uh, though he noted other questions like, did Wall have these made? Not that I've been looking, but I've never seen these stickers anywhere. Uh, according to the church's Instagram account, Wall has a master's degree from Southeastern Theolo- uh, Theo- Theological Seminary, and has spent the last 14 years serving local churches in North and South Carolina in areas of students and college. Has Wall ever had these in- issues before? We don't know. All this other stuff. Okay. And Fairview Baptist, of course, is a member of the Southern Baptist Convention. Y'all remember we did that. We talked about that story about the Southern Baptist Convention having all that sexual abuse scandal going on before. And one of the things that they were saying in that is that that the Southern Baptist Convention 
does not disclose the past histories of the people who are associated with it. So these pastors move around from one place to another. So you telling me that you've got this pastor, this youth pastor, who's been in multiple church churches across two states, who's handing out I heart hot youth pastors to the fucking kids. That's weird as fuck. You're not going to tell me this ain't no weird ass boy fondler. He fuck kids. He a kid fucker. He'll fuck a baby. I don't trust him. I don't trust him and he can't be a part of the church. And I don't trust a church that is the the tone from the from the message seemed to me like they were kind of down in the congregation for out and their internal business. The the vibe to me seemed like if we had a youth pastor handing out I heart hot youth pastor stickers, you should have came to us and told this, but y'all went to social media and aired out our business. Fuck aired out our business, bro. The conduct should be condemned immediately and administrative leave. Oh, you got to go, Playboy. There's no room for you in this. And that's why this segment exists. Because I never want to make it seem as though I have a beef with Christianity or Christians. I don't. But what I do have a beef with is the people who use the church as a place to prey upon people who are just coming to a place trying to have faith in something that's going to make their lives more full and more whole and provide some kind of value and some kind of fulfillment to them. It's predatory what that motherfucker did and what these people continue to do. So it will always, I'm going to bring the segment up. The segment going to continue because it was too easy for me to type in pastor scandal last minute on this podcast and find a story that got put out on October 10th. I ain't even trying to find all of them. I found one because I knew that this would be a long story, a long podcast episode. I just found the one. So, you know, y'all watch out for these motherfuckers, boy. That shit. Wow. I might come up with a different theme song for whenever it's, whenever it's white church that the, that the segment comes from. But uh, y'all, Bree's home from homecoming. She don't have a house key because she loses her shit. So she's about to call my phone and tell me to come answer the door because she's outside and just got back from homecoming. So that's it for the podcast, y'all, man. Thank y'all for tuning in as always. Remember, hashtag fuck the algorithm. Make sure you engaging with the podcast with me individually on social media, tag the podcast, all of that shit. Remember, the paywall is going to change. You're going to get a link 30 minutes before episode so you can join, be a part of the chat behind the scenes. I cannot wait to start doing that shit with y'all. I have missed doing this so much. Thank y'all for tuning in as always. I love y'all. Peace. Yeah, double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic check. Landing and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga trying to see. Billion. Mm. My gift to gab honest. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth. Billion. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they bury him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the... Billion. Yeah, man, you're not tuning in. Fuck this shit, pop.
podcast. And billions 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 and bill